Ready? Hello and welcome to Rhythm and Pixels, a video game music podcast, episode 21-4. And I'm your host, Rob Nichols. And I'm Pernell. Every week we listen to great video game music of the past and the present. And we talk about it, we talk about the music, we talk about the games, and we chat about everything else in between. And we should probably just just jump right in. This is our belated best of 2019 episode. Mm-hmm. And as I like to call it, the the more relaxed, easy version of our best of, because next week is going to be a brain aneurysm, <laughs> because that is the best of a decade. And since we only typically pick four songs per episode... <laughs> Oh, man, it's going to be harsh. And depending on the time that we give ourselves, it might be a little bit longer. But we were starting a little bit later tonight, just, just for reasons. Gabba Gabba Hey Tom. Yeah, absolutely. we got to catch up on some stuff. But, like, I I like these situations where we start to talk about, you know, best of lists because it allows you to be, get a little reflective on the hobby and the things you've engaged in over the past month, week, year, whatever. And it lends itself to the realization that a best of can only really be your best of like people will typically argue back and forth about how how is this your best of game when clearly this should have been your best of game Mm -hmm. maybe the reason is i never got a chance to play that game because my time was limited or maybe i had a special connection with this game so even though it wasn't as technologically advanced or superior as this game is it didn't matter because this is the one that spoke to me yeah this is a really personal best of oh yeah yeah that's i mean i feel like that's the way to do it we're not we're not like games journalists you know people aren't necessarily buying games because of our recommendations or but hey if you do hey let us know and if you hate (laughs) it don't tell (laughs) i don't want to know about it i want to know but um no we i mean we tend to we tend to to really focus on the music and the music is a big part of why we like a lot of games Mm -hmm. so that's generally where we kind of focus in towards and you and i like like we're not just like we we like retro games but you and i are really heavily into rhythm games you and i are heavily into rpgs Mm -hmm. you are heavily into anime oh yeah anime games everything yeah all of it if the only thing i think i feel like i I just play if i if it's fun Mm -hmm. i'll probably play it which is honestly kind of a detriment to me in and of itself because if you meet that guy that's like i only play rpgs or i only play shooters they can narrow their scope down to this smaller puzzle. Are you people. looking at me like that? Like you, you're saying that? I yes, only right. like I, games. I, I sure am. I only like games I play with my feet. Don't, but admittedly, even you have a little bit more diversity to, than, than that, you know? Yeah, a little bit. But you do still have a knack for narrowing it down enough so that you don't feel overwhelmed with your options. At least you don't get that's the impression you give off. Right. But like. For yeah, me, the, my, my, my library on my PlayStation is very small mm-hmm. in comparison because it's only games that I'm playing or have played. My library, on the other <laughs> hand, is horrible. Like, right. I'm actually deleting games off of a two terabyte drive right now. Wow, I get I have so much guilt downloading a game I'm not going to play right away. I get like, incredible guilt. I get the joy, though. I guess it is slowly cutting the fade, but it helps when the, the games are on sale for like two bucks nowadays. But, like, I get that joy of saying, oh, this is on a good deal. I can buy this and get around to it. Get around to it. <laughs> we'll Hitting that it. buy yeah. button and be like, oh, new acquisition. You know, it isn't as strong as it used to be for me. But at the same time, every once in a while, I still find myself going, this is that game that such and such was talking about. And it's only two bucks. 
I'll buy it and get around to it. And then I just don't. And then with this year being as it's been, I haven't even gotten a chance to play much stuff, mostly because I mentally am still trying to break down that wall that's saying you shouldn't play games right now. But mm. I want to again. But I have to make it so. You got to balance it. Like, for example, Control. I wanted to get into Control. Mm -hmm. really want to play Control. And it's sitting on my coffee table. It's waiting for me. Like, hey, buddy, you want to put this in and see what this ashtray maze is all about? Because you always get the physicals, like copies of things, yeah. to, to look at you in the eyes and be like, hey. And on the cover, she's sitting here. there, she's, she's staring at the out the cover with her hand out. It's almost like she's reaching out for me, like, come on, play. Grab this case and yeah, come play on the back. Game. Yeah. And I'm like, I can't because <laughs> I have goals. And if I play this game, I won't meet them. And I say that genuinely knowing that that is an over-exaggeration because you could just as well say if you get all your goals met during the day, you can play a game from like 10 to 12 and go to bed, you know, because what am I going to do between 10 and 12 that's actually productive? Not a lot. That's your relaxation time, you know. But in my mind, I'm like, I can't do that. And I built up all these weird reasonings. I'll admit it. I'll state it very clearly. Mm. You know, I put up a lot of reasons in my head why I can't. Mm. But if I can yeah. knock that wall yeah, down and yeah. say I can be comfortable playing games and still meet my goals and not have this horrible, like, stereotypical image in my head, mm, right, I right. can enjoy my hobby again. Yeah. No, you should be able to. There's there's a balance. You can do that. Um, I think it's a matter of maybe a little bit of scheduling. Right. <laughs> of course. I mean, and then uh, prioritizing. Not, not prioritizing – uh, your the, your goals, but prioritizing the games because if you're overwhelmed by the amount, then you're going to feel like you're going to have to put more time into it. That is true. And so if you're like, is but if you prioritize it and say, no, this is what I want to do. These are the three things I want to play. Then it's easier to be like, okay, I'm going to do this now. Yeah, just put the yeah. big win, put the big library to the back, and just yeah. stick with the focus. But I will say this though, the hard work that did lead me to partially have what well, that partly led to me getting this mentality, mm -hmm. right? Has in its own right paid off the physical activity. Yes, yes, that's one of the many things. So don't don't be like for those listening. Don't think he's like he's becoming a jock now. He's throwing footballs at <laughs> <Nerd>. baseball. <laughs> yeah, I'm not that guy. I would never ever be right, that guy because right. my games. I love my game. No, oh, yeah, but uh, so I've been exercising and stuff. And then a couple days ago, I went to my first physical since before I started exercising. Even and again, as for those who aren't in the know. When I went to that last physical, I weighed 300 pounds. My heart, my blood pressure was stupid high. I was really not feeling good. Like it was just, I was in a bad spot. And I went in there and the doctor actually said, what the heck did you do? <laughs> like actually said it in that way. Right. What the heck did you do? Because my blood pressure is the lowest it has ever been since the time I started checking my blood pressure in the early 2000s, yeah, that's 108 over 76. For those who need, can look it up online, what what does that mean? It's good. That's a yeah. really good blood pressure yeah, I'm reading. Real, I'm really proud of you because well, that was when you told us what it was that one day, we were like, oh, Pernell, we could lose you. <laughs> we need to take care of you. It was bad. It's time to take care of you. And then the weight went down too. Yeah. So that's where it is. And it's just the reward is there. And I can see, like, I haven't replaced my pants. I walk around in clown pants, and I do it intentionally now. Like, oh. I've had people look at me like, you need to buy some new pants or get a new shirt, are man. Saying, it's falling off. Are, of are, you, are, you, are you going to get suspenders? I could, 
Yeah. But I'd be proud of them because I earned those suspenders. Rainbow suspenders, even. Hey, Laura. I can totally do it. Like a piano key uh, uh, tie with like the, the suspenders and the musical notes on I would strut so hard in that garment. It's just, it's like well, we're talking, I went from 46 waist to 40 waist. Yeah, that's big. So you can, so I'm just taking a belt and just wrapping the pants up and then putting the belt on. People see it and like, what are you doing? Hey, like, he's making fun of your cord. <laughs> Simpsons. <laughs> I love Simpsons. Oh, we got to make the Simpsons references. But like in the end, it's like that's working and I'm going to keep mm. doing that. And I have these other goals I'm trying to meet. But at the same time, I'm also like, I really want to get back to Mary Skelter 2. And I want to play Control. Yeah, and I want to play so much. There's no reason you can't do both. Just remember that. There's no reason you can't do both. And also, yeah, that, that is exactly. I just, I just need to tell myself that and believe it and feel it in my core. Yeah. But in you, my core. You'll be doing less, but it doesn't mean you have to do none. Right? Touche. So there you go. It's not like you're sitting there eating a whole bag of Doritos while you're playing Control. Oh, I found a way around that problem, too, by the way. Can you play control with your ring fit? <laughs> I wish. Oh, that would be an awesome conversion. But like the Dorito comment, I found a way around that, too. Oh, oh yeah. Because I realized, because everyone wants, this is Purnell's fitness tip. This may be the only one that ever happens for. But uh, so you know, people say, you can't eat just one chip. You eat the whole bag. And that's a big weight gain problem. Mm. The secret is to buy Pocky Haunted Ghost Pepper Chips. Oh, so you get you get the chips that are so hot, you can't eat more than, like, you, one. Exactly. The chips prevent you from eating more. You're like, you eat one, it's like, oh, God. Ooh, ooh, oh, there wow. we That's go. That's like some kind of aversion therapy, right, where it's um, something that you love, you're trying to stop, so it's like, oh, you like a cigarette? How about a whole pack of cigarettes? You shove them in their mouth. Mm-hmm. I've actually done that with certain foods, too. Oh, Not wow. with the chips, obviously, but, mm-hmm. like, I would take, like, a hot sauce, mm-hmm. cook it with, like, say, a stir-fry. Now the stir fry is hot. I like hot food, but how much hot can I handle? Not enough to overeat, so I'm a stop. That's oh wow. But yeah, your tolerance just in, just grows though. Oh no, not this level. Oh, it's okay. always bad. So wow. So that for me then that's just hospital, like straight to the hospital, right? For me. Oh yeah, it would yeah, it would no wreck you. Sir. It would wreck you. <laughs> but I'm at that point now where I'm like, this that's is funny. okay. I can live through this. I'm wow, okay. wow. Well, I'm proud of you. I, I think our listeners are too. And the people who saw you at Magfest could tell the difference too. I, mean, I was. You, you had a lot more energy as well, so um, that, that was that was big. Which is funny to hear that because yeah. I was dying at Magfest. Well, I, mean, <laughs> I got no sleep, considering you had no sleep that 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 uh, whole weekend there. But that's a long. I mean, Magfest just keeps growing. At one point, it's, it, it it's going to be a whole week at one one year. I know it. It's going to be Mag Week, and people would totally take the time off and somehow like shack up eight to a room to afford it. But yep. they do it like for a whole week. I slept on the floor with like ten other people. We uh, called it a party. We called it a party. Oh, I don't know. That's not for me anymore, but... No, it is not. Uh, 19-year-old Robbie, maybe. Not not in Pernell, <laughs> though. I just dream of being cool like that. All right, so our best games of 2019, our favorite, our best, our favorite games of 2019. Mm-hmm. I've talked in the past that I've played some games in 2019, but none of them were published in 2019. So my picks for this week, for this for this episode are the games that I really wanted to play that came out in 2019 that I have not played yet. And that's a good one too, because it'll be interesting to hear you say, well, this is what I felt. This is why I wanted to try it, but I just couldn't. You may be surprised by some of them. Some of them, you're not going to be surprised at all. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to be Pokemon. It's no, (laughs) I don't want to say, I don't know why I said it like that, but But God, no, I'm not interested. Like the Nintendo properties. I'm not excited about, I don't know what it is. I'll probably change at some point when I get a switch. 
when like the new Nintendo system comes out. The Switch is so good. I'll buy the Switch. Okay, so I'm gonna start with the River City Girls. Because I love a good beat 'em up game. I love the art style, and this music is fantastic. This is the music for the boardwalk composed by Megan McDuffie. We were having fun. Boardwalk. <laughs> oh yeah, see where you went with that. Oh, that would be cool if it was a remix of that, right? Oh, I'd have been all about it. Yeah, that would have been kind of neat. Listening to the boardwalk theme from the game River City Girls. This one's composed by Megan McDuffie. And they were having fun. fun. <laughs> I think when the song was playing, I went, River City Girls. And you were like, Is that in the song? That, was that in the song? I was like, No, I just made that up. There's like, there are a few games, they're not a ton, but there's very few games out there where they actually do have it so that every song has to somehow mention the game's name inside yeah. the song. I mean, like, this style of this game, I would have imagined. I think there is a theme song that's kind of like that. Oh, yeah. It's and got it, a lot of lyrics and stuff. But, and it's uh, funny because, like, I'm glad you picked this track because, well, two reasons. One, and I'll probably get that at the end of the episode, I have an honorable mentions list. Okay, good, good. This one will be on there. And the other reason is because I was expecting the entire OST to be just as poppy as like the tracks I have heard so far. Mm. So I'm glad to hear there's actually a little bit more variety to the OST. It's not just all poppy tunes. Yeah, though I it, do love some good poppy. Yeah, it's all it's all really diverse. I think it's all composed by Megan McDuffie. So it's really cool to hear that that she's got this um uh, um what's that like uh, she's versatile, you know, mm-hmm. and, and with her with her music. So why this? Why River City Girls? Well, I love River City Ransom, okay, um, very much. And when I heard about this game, I got really excited because I love the idea that those two guys get like jacked and like suddenly like they're like the girls like from the high school have to go save them. And like I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. That could be kind of cute, kind of fun, like kind of a new idea to bring it into the into a into a new game. But then I saw the characters and I was like, oh, they're kind of cute. They look kind of cool, but like. She's got like brass knuckles. Yeah, I'm glad she's you got, mentioned like, that. Bat. Like these girls are like they get down. Like they're violent. <laughs> yes, and they made I them like hyper cute and like <laughs> like pretty much like almost like Princess Peach like combat right. characters. That'd yeah, be kind of yeah. weak. That'd be kind of weak. But like they're not like floating around like with parasols and like shooting fireballs. Like they're like hitting people with like sticks and pipes 
and like jumping on people's heads like and it's just it's fun cartoony violence but like they're saying like no 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 like they are in this world for a reason like there are like yeah. animations like they like like, like stomping animation where like they actually look like they're like I'm gonna mess you up it's like this <laughs> yeah. girl with like black hair and a pink backpack like stomping with like this yeah. rage face like this is what I'm in for so, sign me up so I know there's other beat em ups out there with more mechanics I would probably be into fight and rage that's one for sure um, but this just this looks I like the, how colorful it is too I, I don't know the artists they got for this game but it looks like the like the, the color palette is really bright so everything is just really pops. Well, I always felt like the River really cool, City yeah. slash Kunio Kun universe. Kunio Kun, I can't remember the name of it. Yeah, like they they exist in a bubble all their own for like the beat 'em up concept. So like you mentioned Fight and Rage earlier, Fight and Rage was more so attempting to like kind of bring mimic the Streets of Rage style, where it's just like left to right slash score the final fight, Streets of Rage, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, left to right slash score beat a bunch of dudes up, but. The, the Kunio Kun universe has always been more about just like kind of like exploring an environment, running around, shopping at stores, yeah. you know, upgrading your character. Almost more, more adve- adventure. Not, R- not so much RPG, but like RPG light, like adventure elements yeah. thrown into a beat em up game. Yeah, and that to me always made it stand out more. Like back when people used to compare Double Dragon 2 and River City Ransom because they came out the, on the, pretty much the same day, actually. Oh, no back in the day. I don't think I realized that. Yeah, Darnell got Double Dragon 2 and I got River City Ransom. And uh, of course, we played more River City Ransom. But in I a pl- sense, they were they were, they were felt like they were their own styles of games. Like I had trouble even comparing the two. Yeah, they were, they were very... They played really different because Double Dragon 2 was kind of weird control that push both buttons to jump thing yeah yeah but i played that game to death man i don't know what it was about double dragon 2 it was a good it was was a good game it was okay okay i mean do you think it would still be good yeah i just again if i saw if someone were to re-release it i'd hope they fix the jump scenario because now we have more buttons on controllers but uh (laughs) yeah the game i think is still fun i'd still play it today that's cool well yeah so river city girls that's a game that's on my list to play there you go so, now, what's your first game of 2019? I think it's funny because I think ultimately all of my games are going to be fairly obvious. But I'm going to mention this first one, which is not going to be quite obvious. But those who have listened all year will know it's on the list. Okay. So, this track is called The Guardian Emerges. And it's from the game Slay the Spire. Oh. And it's composed by Clark Abowd.
Welcome back. You are listening to, or were listening to, but are listening to, The Guardian Emerges from the game Slay the Spire, composed by Clark Abow, released on the PS4 on May 21st, 2019. Up until that point, it had already been released on Windows. And a number of listeners to our show, including Tom Miller and Stephen Miller, mm-hmm. Millers! The, um, the Miller Brothers? The Miller Bros. <laughs> they both spoke very highly of this game, and I was curious about it, but being typical Purnell, I don't bother with PC unless I absolutely have to for game usage because I'm weird like that. So the opportunity arose to play this for purpose of review on PS4 release, and I jumped at it I wanted to see what all the fuss was about. And suffice to say... The fuss was real mm. and well warranted because uh, Slate Aspire has a very, why is it on my list? It has a very stupidly addicting gameplay loop. Well, I was like, okay, roguelike, I get it. Mm-hmm. But it's got like a like a collectible card element? Yes. I, I didn't think you'd be into that. Oh, mercy, yes. So I like collectible card games in general. However, the problem that usually prevents me from sticking with collectible card games is the fact that you usually have like this 40 card deck limit. Right. And, or no, sorry, 40 card deck minimum and like an 80 card limit. But of course, as you know, if you're playing a deck game, the less cards you have, the more efficient it is because you get to stuff faster, you know? Which means you have to become proficient at constructing a small deck when you have a wealth of options with which to dump into your deck. Right. I become overwhelmed once I get beyond the area of like my starter deck plus five cards. So I usually play for a while, get burned out because I get broken by the amount of choice I get and I move on elsewhere. Yeah, I Looking understand Looking at you, that. Yu-Gi-Oh. Ooh. <laughs> but, Call, I was like, ooh, calling out Yu-Gi-Oh. That's right. But this game is a little better for that. So in this game, you start, if I remember correctly, when you pick a character, that character has a starting set of cards. And then when you find stores or chests or wherever, you'll come across cards that you can buy to put into your deck or find to put in your deck. Aside from the fact that things just cost money, so you can't just like shop like a shop a hawk and just buy 20,000 cards, mm. you will, as a result, build up your deck very slowly. You'll become accustomed to what your deck can do. You'll build chains organically as you get small loads of cards. Oh, I like that. So that when the time comes where you're like, I'm at my limit, something's got to go. It's a little easier than to say, well, I've gotten a lot of mileage out of this poison slash. I don't want to let that go in favor of a bash attack. Mm. Maybe I'll let this one go because I have three of them in the deck and I can get by with just two of them. Right, so it's made like the the, car, the deck building a little bit more organic. Mm-hmm. Like as you're playing through the game, you're like, oh, no, I want this now. Now mm-hmm. that's okay to drop this and do this now. Mm-hmm. That's good. That's really good. And then the boss encounters, like what this track plays during, the uh, so boss encounters the, are heavy. This is a boss encounter. Mm-hmm. Ooh, yeah. They are very heavy. So like you're playing the game, the game itself isn't easy by default. Though I'm sure there's a couple of pros listening there like, yeah. But for me, the game wasn't generally easy. And then the bosses are almost like saying, well, I hope you were smart about how you built your character, gave them the right relics and the right cards because I'm going to mess you up. And they almost feel like they have the decks... <laughs> <laughs> stacked oh, yeah. against right, you right, right, right. when you fight them and you have to make very wise plays with your deck of cards in order to come out on top. It hits all the right notes for me. And I wasn't even really fond of the art style for this game to be blunt when I first saw it. Hmm. But when it came down to get when it came time to get down to business and play the game proper, I was sold. It works like a charm. 
I would play it whenever someone happened to suggest it, and I'm still considering buying it on the Switch just to be like, I can play it handheld mode, but it's hard to justify buying the same game twice. Some might even call it wasteful, but I really want that handheld version. I'll tell you, I started playing Enter the Gungeon on PC, mm-hmm. and then I got it again on PlayStation 4, and whatever next system I buy, if they release it there, I'll buy it again. Are you going to get Exit the Gungeon? The oh wait that's no no because it's not the game that I want to play. <laughs> I'm not even sure what they're doing. It's like a different style of game. Yeah, it's like a, it's like a it's like a light gun. Someone plays like a light gun shooter, so I'm not super. Wait, wait, wait no, no, you're thinking about the arcade one they're doing? No, this, this is no, this is the um the one for Apple games, right? I think it's like a similar game. I thought Exit the Gungeon was like a 2D like platformer of sorts. Oh, maybe. Where you're scaling like a corridor. Oh, I mean that sounds like me. I, I gotta fill this up your alley. It's it could just, be. It's just not top down. It's anymore. not. The, it's not that the world of Enter the Gungeon was so exciting to me. It was the game was. So it hit the loop hit you well too. Yeah, it was deep. Every time I played, something new would happen. I'm like, well, I'll just keep playing. <laughs> <laughs> See what else can. See what else I can find. Up. Yeah. All right. So my next one. Some games I like because of uh, the mechanics, like Enter the Gungeon. You know, the artwork's fun, but it's always showing me something new. Some games, uh, uh, the story is just too compelling. I want to keep keep playing to know what, what's happening and, and to discover more about the characters. Some games are just fun. And that's what this one is. This is the Untitled Goose Game. Oh, Quackers! Yeah, this is what this one is, yeah. This is a track called The Back Gardens. So I guess there's only so many different areas of this little world. But it's uh, composed by Dan Golding, and it's a nice nice tune. It's a nice tune. It's a nicer one, yeah. <laughs> I like that. That was the Back Gardens from the game Untitled Goose Game, from the game ah. that's not titled, uh, composed by Dan Golding. And I love I love this piece because it, it tells its story on its own. 
And I have a feeling that the, the game's music is adaptive and it plays like sections as you play through the different different parts of the level. Um, I like, was really expecting like a crazy piano play like the ducks like the goose is like running away the, the, waddling with someone's chase. radio. Yeah, there's um I, I've watched a lot of playthrough of this game and it's it's adorable and funny and it's it's supposed to be pretty like intense um uh, uh stealth not stealth combat but stealth gameplay. Where it's on my to playlist on my Switch. Yeah, it's it, it, it occupies that space in my brain that when I uh, remember a uh, Donut Country. Yeah, I've always wanted to play that too. Yeah, that that was really cool. I watched my uh, my cousin Rachel play that on her phone. It's, it's perfect for phone. It's like reverse Katamari Damacy, where you're just trying to suck everything into a hole. And, and it's like it hole gets bigger, and there's like apparently a story about a girl and a raccoon living yeah, in the hole. Yeah, it's 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 really cute. And so and and this is like this weird world where you are the goose and you're just causing trouble, and you have like a checklist of stuff to get into. You're the goose, and baby, you're loose. So this is one that I feel like I could really sit down and enjoy, and not feel like I have to spend four hours to play, but probably will, like in one go. Um, well, it's one of those games from what I've been told where mm-hmm. it's the it's like a perfect size for what they give you. Like, if anything, you might come away wishing there was more, but there are a couple of like extra side tasks once okay. you beat the main game. Like, I feel like it's going to be one of those games where like, I beat the main game, I'll find that there's other tasks to complete, and I'm not going to want to do it. Yeah, I'll just be like, oh, that was a great thing I just did. But the um, the piano uh, the piano pieces that was written for this game, it's it feels like it's perfect. Like every movement of that. Tells a, a little bit of a story. That was a great thing I did, driving those people quackers like I did. <laughs> driving them quackers. Yeah. I'm it. here all week, folks. Yeah. Honking them, honking them out. Tip your waiters. <laughs> yeah, you're on the punts tonight. Mm. Punny. You're pun punning up. Mm. You you and you and Ed Wilson. Punderful Purnell. There's my garbage yeah. pill kid name right there for you. What what would be the, what would the illustration be though? Would it be like a dictionary coming out of your brain or something? That's a good question. I'm not even sure how you would draw Punderful. It would have to be a bunch of images related to different puns all around the picture. Or it's you like doing stand up and everyone's booing you. <laughs> I would take it. I would take it. I would absolutely take it. And I'd also have to have like garbage thrown at me or something, but I'm happy because I'm a garbage pail kid, so I'd be happy to be covered yeah, in garbage. There you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone's like, no. And they're throwing stuff at you, like covered in like tomatoes and lettuce. Yeah, but yeah. I'd be like, and then I'd be, oh, there it is. I'd be covered in tomatoes and lettuce, and I'd have this smug expression telling jokes and pouring salad dressing on myself. Oh, there you go. That's good. It's like, oh, if life gives you lemons, <laughs> dress it up. Dress it up. All right, so what's your next track? All right, now this one is the obvious meat and stewed potatoes for the, oh, like I said, they're all, aside from Slate of Spider, they're probably all going to be obvious, but this track is called Water is Sink, and it is from the game Baba's You, composed by RV Takari.
welcome back. You're listening to Water is Sink from the game Baba is You, composed by R.V. Takari and released on March 13th, 2019 for the Nintendo Switch and probably Steam. Actually, I'm pretty sure Steam as well. Uh, Baba is You is ship. It's no secret at all that this game would make my top 2019 game listings and the music is a good tr- this is a fantastic track to be to go along with that declaration yeah um why baba is you well i am a sucker and for good reason for games that genuinely feel like they do something that no other game i have played has ever done before right this game nailed it and it's amazing because the reason why this hits me so hard is because with so many games existing and so many ideas being passed around from person to person, from concept to concept, there's there's a ton out there left to do, and yet it doesn't feel like there's much left out there to do. Like, everything feels like it's been done before. Even if you get a game that feels unique, it's usually a combination of other gameplay elements that just feel different in execution, but all the parts of the whole have been done before. Yeah. This game... Once you get past, I can push blocks. <laughs> I cannot really think of a game this thing, that truly does what this does. Yeah, it's it's unique in that the the the, the puzzles are, are not just around the logic, but you're changing the logic of every thing that you do. Like mm-hmm. as you change, it, it's so cerebral in that way. It really yeah. is because like. I've heard. I'm sure someone can listen to this and go, "Oh yeah, I've played this one game where you get the power to rewrite the world." Like, yeah, but that's generally scripted stuff. It's never you truly are the master of warping the world with right. the specific intent being to solve a puzzle that the world is built around. I love the idea of here's the goal, and you're trying to work your way towards it. But as you get closer, you're like, "Oh, I can change the goal." Mm-hmm. So you're you're actually literally changing the goal and then changing the mechanics to meet to meet themselves. Yes. Which at first is like, oh, that's clever, that's fun. How could this get harder? And then it just they just add and add and add and add more to it to it where it becomes vicious. Yeah, it's wild. I will, wild. I will never forget there was one puzzle in this world actually where you played the level, you beat it, and when you finish it, you unlock the next stage. And when you get there, you're flabbergasted because the world looks darn near identical to the last level you did and you're thinking what the heck is going on so you go about trying to solve the puzzle because they they, they did shift elements around it's harder a harder puzzle but then when i finally saw it because it took me forever and a day to finally beat the level i ended up realizing something hmm. which is that both puzzles despite being configured differently had the exact same solution <laughs> yet somehow i could not come to that solution because the configuration was changed just just changing your perspective you were, you, you completely changed how you approached the puzzle yes wow how long did it how long did it hours spend hours it was like two hours <laughs> and i was like wait a minute and i was like because you know, like, i played for two hours I like i can't figure this out put the game down came back later and it hit me immediately like, wait a minute that, do, 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 do. holy cow that is what i did with celeste on a lot of levels in celeste it felt like i was trying to solve a puzzle and i would spend hours on like one screen just just hundreds of deaths just trying to get through it um yeah i i totally get that feeling this music is so different from the last track that you played i have to mention you were bopping to it while it was playing like it's just it gets in your head yeah this track is i almost want to call it euphoric like i can play this track 
while driving my car. Yeah. I can play it while working at the office. In fact, I do play this track while working yeah, at the this office. Yeah, this is good. Like, it just it sits in the background, but I feel like it, it's it got motion to it. It's like a wave. Mm-hmm. Um, I really like I, I really like the sound of the synthesizers. There's only, like, a few different sounds playing at one time. There's not a whole lot going to it. I don't want to call it simple, but it's definitely minimal. Mm-hmm. There is a German bass artist that I'm really into out of Russia called Bop. And I like had, the name. <laughs> yeah, and about, I guess about six years ago, seven years ago, we had, a, we had an album he released called Punk's Not Dead, and it sounds a lot like this. I mean, granted, it's twice as fast, but like the sound is really deep. Um, all of the percussion is very small little sounds, hmm. and then it builds into this huge composition of things. But I love the... These chords right here, I'm really into. I'm just obsessed with. It makes I can listen to this genuinely, yeah. no joke, but for then, hours. But then in a second, it's going to drop out. Like right here, it's going to drop out. It just and goes. then it feels so good. Mm-hmm. All it's, that, oh, all the bass leaves, and then you're just left with this little, I don't know, arpeggio. It's really cool. I feel like in 2019, Love I can take this track, the OST from this game, and the OST from Shinzen input output, and just run them together. Yeah, and just have a eternal work comfort work zone oh my gosh i should have put um shenzhen io in the um in the in the ambient music uh track list i guess i'll have to have another one that's ambient too that might be an, an annual thing it's like for the after new year's like this is what you listen to <laughs> the ambience <laughs> yeah the, the chilled out music all right so i'm gonna go into my last uh game uh, my last track of the episode and this is a a game that's done something completely unique. This is Hypnospace Outlaw mm-hmm. on the PC only, and this is a track called Chill It Right, um, in parentheses, Freezer, and it is composed by Jay Tholen.
That's chill it right. Okay, that was the banger of the episode. Isn't right it good? There. Yeah, all that, all the music in this game is so interesting. It's from the game Hypno Space Outlaw for the PC, composed by Jay Tholen. And I, I was interested in this game only because of originally the music, because I heard about it being a strange, um, uh, like internet simulator, like almost like a early two thousands internet simulator. No, it's Alternate History nineteen ninety nine, and. I was like, oh, that's super interesting. And then I looked up the soundtrack and thought, this is wild. I've never heard anything like this, especially in a video game. Actually, I will say, mm -hmm. somehow this reminded me of Freeze Pop. I will admit, yes, I got, <laughs> I brought up Freeze Pop at home last night of all things, but this genuinely reminded me of something Freeze Pop would play. I, I think it's they're trying to emulate that sound, and Freeze Pop was definitely of this era. Mm -hmm. um, so... Um, I got more, most interested in this game in the last episode of Forever Sound Version where uh, they talked about their favorite games of the last year, and this was Michael's. Oh, like, cool. Absolute number one favorite game of the whole year. This one was? This game was, because it's right up his alley. You, so the game takes place in an alternate 1999 okay. where there's like a weird internet MySpace called Hypnospace where you are in a weird cyberspace world while you sleep. So you go to sleep and then you enter this world and oh. you take the role of what's called an enforcer and you're there to like moderate content, stop cyberbullying and that sort of thing. And you slowly uncover that people are getting sick and dying because of hypnospace. Oh, cool. But there's this whole world that they've built in, <laughs> inside these web pages um, of... Uh, of like music, like fake musicians, fake bands, uh -huh. and it's so weird. It's so weird. That I like the sound of yeah. it. It makes me want to wait environment this track plays in because it sounds like a nightclub. Yeah, I tried looking up. Yeah, it does. It, but like I, I, but, yeah, but everything's on the web pages. Everything's like on these fakey web pages. So I, it's like it's like going to a MySpace page and like hearing music start playing. Like that's what this all is. Mm -hmm. um, so there's not a lot of information on the on the internet on the net about the story of the game so i encourage you if you're interested before playing the game go check out um, the forever sound version podcast and listen to michael gush about this thing because it's it's really funny it's really interesting and it just makes me want to try this thing I'm chilling. super cool and there's like there's a lot of there's like fake music from like like the early 90s of rock bands that get sampled into music in the late 90s. I almost want to just listen to the OST just in its own right right yeah, now. Yeah, I'll play it for you before before you go because you have to hear it. But I am interested in your final track. Well, my final track is also going to be Captain Obvious for me, really. Let's be honest here. But I could not pick a track. I could not go through a best of list without picking a track from this game, or rather this franchise. Let's be blunt. Um, this track comes from The Legend of Heroes, Trails of Cold Steel 3. This is the Einhell Keep theme, which I believe is called Small Fortress. And it is composed by the Falcom Sound Team. Oh, yes. And it is a... Oh, yes. It's a banger, baby.
Welcome back. You're listening to the Einhell Keep theme from the game Legend of Heroes Trails of Cold Steel 3, released for the PlayStation 4, composed by the Falcom Sound Team, and released on October 22nd, 2019. This track, I, I, I adore this track so much. Hmm. I can't, it's hard to even put into words how much I love this track. I've worked out to this track. Like, I've been to the gym as the last client for the night, and they've gone, all right, since so it's just you, what do you want to listen to? I'm like, I ain't hell keep. I ain't hell keep. <laughs> and they put it on there, and they'll run for, like, until I'm tired of it, and I'll just start beating the tar out of punching bags this and is an heavy em- bags. This is an emotional song, though. This is amazing. It really, I really gets like you it. Moving. Yeah, like it starts out kind of like I don't know Falcom Sound Team, especially with the with this series. Like they take the best parts of like an anime theme song. I feel like you know. I, I yeah. know with that. Cause I, I, you know I'm talking about because I'm thinking like this would make a great montage too. Right. Yeah. It's like like the ending theme to a, like a really cool anime, but like it's the best parts of all of that you know the strings come in and the piano that that keyboard solo at the end is killer that it's, is getting me it, it's it's just so that's good. very good that is a very good track so of course this is the obvious but why trails of cold steel why, well uh, no why trails of cold steel I, is it because of the music more than the game no no the games themselves are spectacular too the music is just icing on the uh, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not bashing cake. the game in any way oh, no, i'm just course. curious because oh, i know that you haven't played as much yeah like it's one of the things where it's like it's kind of funny so i've had the joy quote unquote of reviewing these games however the problem is i am slow on playing through these games so i've played a stupid amount of the first game like i'm near the end of it and I've played a good chunk of the second and a good chunk of the third, which means I've seen the beginning of all the games, but I've only, I haven't gotten to the end of any of them. Oh, wow. Normally, that would be the spark to say, well, you're just kind of boned. You're not going to enjoy this much because now you've been spoiled on how the game starts if you haven't seen how the other one ended. Hasn't ruined it for me because the world building they do with these games, it takes a special kind of JRPG player to really invest in it because of the amount of time required. There's a lot of talking. Every citizen in every town has a name and a backstory. Yeah, everyone, crazy mess like everyone that. wants to tell you their life story. Yeah, and it's wild because if you're just in it to bash monsters and move forward, you're gonna you're gonna hate this game. But if you're into it for the entirety, if you're in for the whole route, we're talking many, many, many hours. You are gonna get probably one of the most finely crafted. JRPG scenario franchises, the first, second, third, and eventually we're going to get the fourth games in JRPG history, as far as I'm concerned. Mm. And even though I haven't beaten all the games, the amount I have played, all just from last year alone, is enough to just t- tell me that the battle system is perfect. Perfect battle system. Uh, the only thing is lacking is like more like direct interruptions of sorts, but it's feels so good to play uh the characters are all fantastic even though some of them are pretty tropey mm-hmm. they do the tropes so well that you kind of don't care you just want to see them be their tropey selves um the music you already know listen to it i mean it's just so good yeah this is wow man i, I love this i played this game and it immediately was like if you like this to me is what JRPGs are all about. Like, this series right the heck here. Oh, fancy hooting no. <laughs> Not to say I'm disparaging the ones I've always loved. They're still good. But, but this this is, like, the, the, the height of what 
I think this is like the about. height of it. Yes. Okay, yeah. Because there are games where the battle system is fantastic, but I don't really care that much about the plot. Or the battle system is great and the plot's good, but the characters are kind of flat. You just want to see them get to the end, you know. This game gets it all right. There's nothing about this game that makes me step back and say, I didn't like that. Hmm. I wish they didn't do that. Wow, wow. Even 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 the scope of it too, where there's like so many people to talk to, but maybe you don't want to. Actually, I will say there's one thing I don't want. You don't think that, but it doesn't much? ruin the game. There's a they each one has a recurring dungeon that happens, and you kind of have to go back to them for generic story reasons every chapter of the game. Right. While I I got used to it, and was able to handle it. It was retread territory, so I was kind of like, eh, not so much. Though with that said. This track plays during the recurring dungeon of the third game. And unlike the first game, this track is so good <laughs> that I was looking forward to coming back. So even though it means it, I can hear this again. So even though it was recurring, like they they smoothed it out with like one of the best songs. That's right. Do you think That's this, how is, you need do you think to this is one of the best songs in the game? Yes. Yeah. Not, I don't even have to hesitate. Yeah. Yes. It's one of the best tracks in the trio. Wow. This track is legit. It's good. That's amazing. I, I would expect for you to have a, the response to a much faster song. Oh, there's fast tracks that hit the hammer too, but there's something about this one that particularly resonates well with me. Like I said earlier, it's the not just the fact that it sounds good. Mm-hmm. It's what it can represent too. I can go work out to this and feel like I'm training to get stronger. It's got that, yeah. gr- that sound of growth. Yeah, that montage growth. Yeah. The growth of a montage. Mm-hmm. It's... Yeah. Just immaculate. (laughs) Italian kiss all over it. Oh, wow. All right. Well, Pernell loves this song. I do. Let it be known. Pernell loves (laughs) Iron Hell Keep, and Iron Hell Keep loves Pernell. It better. I I sent it flowers. Well, I am sorry. I'm going to have to turn the track down. No! And we're going to go into the bonus round. Bonus. Bonus round. And the bonus round is the part of our show where we play covers and remixes and arrangements on our theme. And I went a little different again, Pernell. I didn't even go with a remix because I was like, I just want to play more tracks with my favorites. And since it was 2019. Yeah, there's going to be so much of it, right? Um, so I picked yeah, I picked another game that I was interested in, mm-hmm. and that is Dream Daddy, a dad dating simulator. <laughs> was that 2019? It was released on Switch in 2019. Oh. But the theme song is stuck in my head, and I can't stop it. Well, guess now I'm going to have it stuck in mind, too. It's not, it's, I mean, I'm not interested in these dating simulator type games or like any of this kind of, but this is so weird. It was uh, uh, produced by the Game Grumps. So What, which, the game was? Yeah. Not developed by them. They produced it. They, they have another one they've produced, uh, or they're distributing anyway. Uh, but this one is, it just, it takes a completely different take on the genre it's very lighthearted, and it's also super inclusive. It's not like you have to be gay to enjoy it, and it's also not making fun of people being gay. It's just completely its own thing, and I really appreciate that. I'll that tell you one thing. They just went all on their own. They went. They had fun with it, and it's just unique, and I'll, everyone seems to love it. I'll say this in an interesting way. So just tie to tie on what you just said. Like You don't mm-hmm. have to be gay to like it. So when games like this come out, I've seen people go, ah, oh, jeez, I don't want to play that game. You're dating dudes or whatever. <laughs> and what I tend to think about is, okay, video gaming in general is kind of anybody can get involved. If you like games, you can play games. Just have fun, right? Mm-hmm. 
Now, a lot of games that we do get access to, a lot of the mainstream games, they're typically, you're playing as a guy, and right. at some point in the game, you're generally, it's not always, this is not as common, but it's still common in a sense, you're able to date one of multiple women in the game, mm. which means you got to court them and talk and have dialogue choices and all that stuff. So if these are the hotter titles in the, in the, you know, in the hobby, people are gravitating towards them, and women pick them up, what do they got to do? They got to control a guy, and they got to flirt with all these women to try to get one of them to like them to progress the game. Right. They're not necessarily going around going, crap, I got to be a lesbian to enjoy this game. I can't date these women so and then have fun. You pick up a game where you can play as you know a cis man or a trans man, single father, romancing other single fathers. Yeah, and in that regard, my logic yeah. is, okay, it'd be interesting to see how this plays out. Right. It should be this, the dialogue traits are going to be still there. You're still going to be like, okay, what's this person's personality like? I'm not necessarily going to be like, hmm, that guy's got nice cheekbones. But <laughs> it still would be cool to just be like, all right, well, how's the writing in this? Is yeah. the writing good? Are these who's who's got the better character? Who's got more charm? Mm-hmm. You know, so in the end, I might be like, you know what? My character is really going to start dating, you know, Dr. Dude, because he's a really good dad, and his son is not a jerk. He raised a kid that doesn't suck. I like him. You know, like, and that's totally cool to say. Mm-hmm. I think it's fun. And it, it also, it, like I said, that, the existence of that kind of game really kind of turns on his head the other end of the spectrum yeah. being, you know, all the other games where guys are dating women and women want to play them. They're going to do the same thing. Yeah, it's a, it's yeah, it's not an adventure. It's not action. It's Again, it's in that dating simulator um, uh, framework. Mm-hmm. So well, let's get into the music. This is the main menu theme from Dream Daddy, a dad dating simulator. Um, this was released on Switch in 2019, produced, I'm sorry, uh, composed by Jesse Kale. So this was the uh, main menu theme from the game Dream Daddy, a dad dating simulator, composed by Jesse Kale. That's it's something about that song. It, it, it <laughs> actually, it it for me it fits um, like the sound, like the sound profile or the sound like texture. It reminds me of Katamari Damacy, like the the, the 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 guitar, and it's really kind of whimsical and nostalgic. 
but I just love the it's definitely for a specific game. Who's gonna love you, Daddy? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I think it was Chris Murray who posted it in um in the the Rhythm and Pixels chat on Facebook about this track or the I think game. It was, I think it was this track. I've heard about the game, and I was just like, oh, that's interesting. And then, um, and then the music, just like I started, I started hearing it. And I'm like, oh, this is never leaving my brain, is it? <laughs> never. Wow, it really is not. Um, uh, last week we played a song that was an advertisement for Mercenaries Two, mm-hmm. called uh, "No You Didn't," oh, and yeah, you I heard did. it again today. And I'm like, crap. What, what was it from the, listening to the episode? Yeah, or? I was re-listening to the episode, and I was like whistling it while I was at work. I'm like, this is not, this is not good. No, you didn't. Uh, so something about these catchy tunes, yeah, it just gets stuck in my head. So, um, kind of bonus round material because it's got lyrics. There you go. Well, I'm just cheating because I, I mean I'm using the other definition of Butterstone, which is I want more tracks. Yeah, play another track for me. Now, play another track for me, now, DJ. Now I will admit, for the decade episode, I don't think it should be hard to find a, a actual remix cover for that because that's ten years worth of games sure. somewhere in there is going to be good. Um, but this one. Not so much. Okay. So this comes from a game called Streets of Rogue, and the title of the track is called Ghetto Libretto, (laughs) and is composed by Craig Barnes.
enjoyed what you just listened to, that being Ghetto Libretto from the game Streets of Rogue, composed by Craig Barnes. And it's funny because every time I say that, I think about J.J. Walker from Good Times. Top a little Ghetto Libretto, <laughs> if you know what I mean. Wow. I mean, Ghetto Libretto. <laughs> uh, so this track, I think it's funny. I had three tracks. I just mean, like, that's, 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 that's a deep cut. That's uh, all I meant. You oh, know? yeah. yeah. Ghetto Libretto. <laughs> yeah. Uh, also, that could have been Damon Wayans from A Living Color. Aha, that's uh, another deep cut. Uh, um, so, like, this game, why would I pick this as one of my favorites from the year? Well, Streets of Rogue is a roguelike, but it doesn't feel like your average roguelike in the sense of what we typically think, which is a roguelike is go into a dungeon, beat a bunch of enemies, go to the next floor, blah, blah, blah. And while this game does still have you progressing from floor to floor, mm-hmm. you choose from a variety of character classes, and each character class has its own goal objectives for beating floors. So yeah, the floors are randomly generated, but they're randomly generated to create city blocks. (laughs) And you have to fulfill the goal of your particular character amongst other goals to complete the floor. So a simple thing, a thief might be... So so like the one guy is to create a recycling program... Right, and then another guy is just to um, you know increase people's interest in voting in the next season. You joke. There's <laughs> probably a character that has you do this. Well, in uh, go ahead. Like you could be a character where your goal is to convince five people to vote for you in the next election. That could be your character, and that could be his goal. And the map is generated in a way so that there may be specific people that you could influence. But to influence them, you have to you know, complete a series of objectives that prevent you from getting to those people. And the game's called Streets of Rogue, so I'm assuming it's beating them up. Well, you or can. beating up you the can, bad guys. You certainly can beat them cleaning up. Cleaning up the streets. No, you ain't cleaning them. Well, you're kind of cleaning up the streets because you're trying to... I think the overall goal for any character, like the ultimate goal, is you're trying to like overthrow like the... Just generic term, I'm just calling them the overlord of the city. Gotcha. So it's... A genuinely good game in the sense that every time you come, you can choose a different character, which means now your goals and objectives are going to change as you play this run. I like of the game. that. Yeah, it's good that it, that that changes up rather than like you change your class so suddenly like how you play is different. This is like no, the way you play, the way you're approaching mm-hmm. each each game is different. I like that. Like there might be a character where you're all about brawling and your whole goal is just to beat up all the guards <laughs> in the town. That's unique. That's it's a, a yeah very unique game. Like it's it's quality and it's a game I wish more people had talked about over the. You know, a couple of months, but as we discussed earlier, there's just so friggin' much. There's a, there's a lot out there. There's a, so there's, much. There's a lot to keep track of. Well, if you would like to help us keep track on the show, I forget where I was going with this. Anyway, if you want more information on the bonus <laughs> round, go to our website, rhythmandpixels.com. We'll have links to, like, actually, for almost all these artists, we're going to have links to their uh, band, band camp pages and other places where you can download the music and buy the music and support all of these artists. Because a lot of these games are, are indie titles. Mm-hmm. So a lot of these composers are not like, like they're going to have official OSTs out there that you can purchase and support. It's kind of funny yeah. in its own right, too. Yeah. Like when you think about it, how just the fact that, like you said, these are all mostly indie titles, it almost gives you a direct impression of like where a lot of our gaming time goes. Or in your case, your dream gaming time goes. My, my dream gaming. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for joining us on episode 21-4 of Rhythm and Pixels, our top picks of 2019 for Purnell 
and my dream picks of 2019. <laughs> the games I dreamed about in 2019. No, I got to say, to <laughs> yeah. reiterate on like an earlier point, but then to follow it up. So 2019, as with any year past like 1997, has had a ridiculous number of games to play. In fact, far too many for anyone to really put on the list. They have infinite amounts of money and no job and no responsibilities. There's just too much. So while we picked the tracks we were going to pick, a lot of tracks from a lot of games missed the cut. And I made a list of general honorable mentions that I figured I should just ramble off. Okay, yeah, I think I think it's a good 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 time for that. So, and of course, if there's any other I miss it, you're like, hey, what about these games? By all means, let us know. Or if you're a patron, wait till the end of the month and then let us know. Um, honorable mentions: Death End Request, which is a game I played a ton oh, of this yeah, year. You did. Last year, yeah, that's right. Zeno Crisis, another game in the vein of the track that's being played right now. Um, Forager, which another addictive little title I've been playing. I played a lot of where it's just building stuff. For the King, the roguelike tabletop RPG experience. Piku Niku, the game with one of the best openings I've ever seen with a pink man in a hat says, Who wants free money? Um, <laughs> Dragon Quest Builders 2 because it's freaking Dragon Quest Builders but more of it with quality of life improvements. Hmm. River City Girls, as I mentioned earlier when Rob picked it, it's a game that I've wanted to get to play more of. Bought it, came on like October, but at that point I was already in the holiday swamp, so I didn't even get a chance to start it. Control, it's gonna freaking happen. It's sitting on the table. I want to play it. I'm going to. Resident Evil 2, fantastic rebuild of a game I've always loved. It's my favorite Resident Evil game, and yet I got too cocky on the remake and decided to put it on hard mode and was barely able to get out of the friggin' police station with the amount of time I put into it. Out of police station, but out of the gas station. Out and the then early, yeah. get early police station elements. Wargroove. It finally, it feels like a sequel to Advanced Wars, even though it's not. Zonky Zero, Last Beginning. One of the weirdest premises for a game I have ever seen. Dying on an island and get re- regenerated in the test tube to try again. Hmm. Pokemon Sword, because it's friggin' Pokemon. I put tons of hours into that, even though I was, like, hesitant to, but MAGFest duty calls, baby. Bloodstained Ritual of the Night. Especially after they got patched on the Switch. This is a nice homage. Oh. Well, now I don't want to call it an homage because it's the original creator that made it, but yeah. it's a nice follow-up to Castlevania Symphony Night from the original creator of the franchise style of gameplay. So you would think that that would be on my list, but I didn't really start playing that until 2020. <laughs> That's true, because you bought it on New Year's, right? I, I, bought, I think I bought it on New Year's, and I don't think I could put it up there, because even though the game is fun, the music is fantastic, it has crashed on me four times. Yeah, it needed patches. And like, apparently they finally just recently put out a patch that finally fixed I played, all that. I was stuff. playing last week, and going from one screen to the other, my character got stuck in a wall, Oof. and just... Was just I was on my way to a safe safe point and it just died. Game and you're not and you're done. playing on PS4, so it's not you're playing on the the awful Switch, quote unquote, which is supposedly the worst of the bunch. They improved the load time, I, I think. That or I just stopped noticing it. But I it, the game's just like I would go to do something and the game would just freeze, and mm. I'm like, oh well, I guess I gotta start over again. Anyway, that's that's where that is. But no, those are good. And then I got two more. Oh, two more. Yeah, yeah. Crystar. Not so much for the gameplay, but because of the theme. It's such a strange theme for a game. Yeah, you like the interesting stuff, like the the unique unique ideas. Oh yeah, yeah. And the idea of, of having of emotions and tears, general creating power. There's something to be said about that. It's a beautiful concept for a game. And last but not least, Indivisible, 
the game that we were waiting years to get that plays like Valkyrie Profile from the creators of Skullgirls. Whoa, wow. I, I don't think I realized that. Interesting little pedigree he's got there. Mm -hmm. Beautiful game. And that's my list of honorable mentions. If any of them are popping up that you didn't hear, you're like, what the heck, dude? Yeah, if you have any questions. Oh, it's Sekiro. Oh, it's Sekiro. <laughs> oh, really? Sekiro's in your list. Or your yeah, honorable mentions. It's on my honorable mentions, but that's more so a game I also just really want to set down and utilize and get time with. Now for my dishonorable mentions. Uh, everything pronounced that. Hey, you! <laughs> I am I'm a fan of quality, baby. Yeah, there you are, yeah. Actually, no, yeah, yeah, because Except you're that one game. Yes, yeah, Sekiro. No, because you're interested. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I never played it. Uh, because you're interested in so many like of the of the stranger ideas mm -hmm. and like the more different ideas. Like I'm usually drawn towards those games. But when I come over to your house, sometimes you're playing like some of these RPGs and stuff. I'm like, oh, I'm not. That's not interesting to me right away. But some of this other stuff is definitely Pikuniku is really odd. I love Pikuniku yeah. so much. Um, but if you have any um, suggestions or if you have any comments about our top picks of the year, please send us an email. Rhythmandpixels at hotmail.com. And I promise I won't regret that. <laughs> um, and if you'd like more information about our show, full track listings from all of our episodes and uh, li uh, links to all the other stuff that we're doing, check out the website. Rhythmandpixels.com. Um, that is a cool place to find links to our Discord server where a lot of conversations happening there, usually without us in it. But it's there. It's there to be listened Be people to hanging out. Just kind of eavesdrop. Yeah. And just, whatever. I think it's got links to YouTube, our YouTube page, youtube.com slash rhythmandpixels. Um, there are uh, uploads of all of our episodes, a live stream of 8-bit and 16-bit classics playing all day, all night long. Except uh, it did crash. I think I had like a power outage like really briefly and it just I shut like, itself off. Blood stain virus. It, had the, it was some weird uh, sh crystal shard just shot right into it. <laughs> suddenly... <laughs> Suddenly, you could like double jump out my closet. But, yeah. <laughs> um, what am I talking about? Oh yeah. Anyway, yeah. Double if you, jumping. If you like what's happening there, please subscribe. That that's always um, great uh, for us. So um, that, that's helpful. And then uh, check us out on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter. It's Rhythm and Pixels, all one word. And um, if you like to support the show, just tell people about it. That's all you gotta do. But all your friends in on the secret. That's not so secret. Yeah, podcasting. Rhythm and Pixels specifically, yeah. though. Have it for breakfast. Um, it's, and lunch. It's great. But, uh, yeah, you can Garnish. Do and if you'd like to to garnish your podcast salad a little further with <laughs> savings, I have no idea, um, let's go to patreon.com slash Rhythm and Pixels, and you can support us there. We get access to a live-streamed episode recording every month. You get access now to um, prequel episodes every week for a while, at least. For a while. For a while. Uh, so check that out when me and Pernell are just sort of chatting before we start recording um, just about everything, honestly. So you get access to that. And we like to thank everyone at the end of every episode. So let me uh, get my water here. <laughs> it's time to choke. I'd like to thank that Nick Walker, Mike Myers, Johan Perez, Andreas Merleberg, Dan Loughton, Phantom Jest, Steve Miller, The Autistic Gamer 89, Cameron Worma, Christopher Schenstrom, Bobby Arson of One Up Funk, Wicked Sephiroth, OK Impala, Kung Fu Carlito from the Heroes 3 podcast. Who may be making an appearance soon. Um, Michael Bridgewater from the Forever Sound Version podcast. Brian Pitt, Chris Murray. Murray! Uh, and we have Hammock. Hammock! Hammock from the uh, KVGM The Last Wave podcast. A VGM podcast of nothing but chill tracks. It's quality. We have Bruce Irons from The Mad Gear. 
name? Oh, that name uh, Ed Wilson from the VG Embassy podcast, a oh, like fantastic podcast. Um, uh, Alexander Proudfoot, uh, Davy Cakes, The Dude, uh, The Last Weekend, Bedroth, Kitsurito, Solus Sanctuary, Mix Six Master, Damian Beckles, Joe Vassalo, Chris Tinerson, Alex, The Messenger, Messenger, Patron Saint of all VGM podcasts, and David Smith. Thank you all very much very much for your continued support of the show this is becoming a tongue twister for yeah me. it's happening yeah soon like i'm gonna start making like really dumb games with your name so get ready for that <laughs> you're all you're all gonna get paired up and then you're gonna go on adventures oh yeah it's gonna be great so yeah thanks to all thank you all for your continued support of the show next week we have best of the decade right best of the decade yeah get ready because we're going to be suffering to figure those so those tracks out so we'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to Rhythm and Pixels. My name is Rob Nichols. And I'm Pernell. Have a safe week. We'll see you next time. And remember, to, re- to beat a horse until it wakes back up. <laughs> Video games are subjective. There are a cornucopia of options available to us at any given time. And we all we have is so much time and so much money we wish to put into them. What that means is that you're likely going to pick games based on your own criteria, whether it be listeners, uh, friend (laughs) suggestions, or, you know, just themes, or discounts, whatever. Just because you play certain games and other people don't doesn't invalidate what you feel about what games you play. Any game can be good if it resonates well with you. Any game could be game of the year. Any game can be game of the decade. Again, as long as it resonates with you. Don't let people tell you what you can and cannot like. Mm. Because if someone tells you what you can't like, they're wrong by default. (laughs) Flat out. You play what you play, like what you like. And all I would say is if you don't like something, be able to say why. And if you do like something, be able to say why. Why? Because that's what discussion is all about. And sharing your ideas and opinions and feelings is a large part of what makes gaming so great in the first place. Mm. Get it in. Get your game on. And happy 2020 again. Happy 2020 one more time. This time with good men. This time it's personal. (laughs) 